0: Early morning here. Well, you're in London, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm in Kentucky.
1: Oh, I thought you came over for the junk here. For...
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, just playing, you. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Look at you. Can, can you not hear my accent? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm over here across the water. <laughs> um, what I'm going to
1: do is come back to that. <laughs> so let me start. Hi, my name is Jampy. I'm the founder of the British Blacklist. And it's my great pleasure to speak to a wonderful gentleman who's been flying planes and uh, getting into all sorts of mischief. Um, Please introduce
0: yourself. Tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, my name is Greg Tarzan Davis. I am an actor and I play in the upcoming movie, Top Gun Maverick. I play a character named Coyote. He is a fighter pilot in the Top Gun uh, Navy. He is the best of the best. He is uh, a life of the party and he always feels he has to prove himself.
1: So, okay, so I've watched it the other day. Why are you called Coyote? What, why is your
0: nickname? Well, no, it's not called nickname. It's what's it called? It's call signs. The call signs. So, so there's there's two versions. People get call signs because or you don't necessarily like them, but um, for bad stuff that you have done. And I've heard some crazy stories on why people got their call signs that can't be shared with the public because it's just like, oh, we can't have the navy being represented like that. So we give the PG version to you know people who aren't in a navy like yourself. So. My call sign, the PG version, is the coyote is the one of the pack, the dog pack, and okay. he always has to fight for scraps to get up to the top, and that's you know coyote funky.
1: Okay, I get that. I get that. Yeah, coy- coyote does do that. And your right hand man, or your wingman, is um hangman, right?
0: Hangman. Yes.
1: So okay, this is a, this is phenomenal. I'm old enough to remember the original. I don't want to admit it, but I am. No, you're
0: not. Stop I am it.
1: literally old enough. I was there. Um, my big sister loved Tom Cruise and it was like the thing of the film. And, well, had you known about Top Gun from before? Had you known about it or was this like a fresh story for you to kind of get your teeth into?
0: Well, I didn't know about Top Gun before before I booked a job. I mean, I didn't know about it when it first came out because I wasn't around. around yeah, there. you weren't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember seeing it as a child and I thought it was so cool because they were playing in airplanes and I was all into like the fast cars and the explosions and all of that action stuff. And to be able to see these people flying in jets, I thought that was pretty damn awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, I must say, I Top Gun at the time it was a big phenomenon. And generally, I don't like action films. I don't like scenes. You don't like action? No, huh? because, because literally, like, okay, the car's driving, zoom, 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 knocking over oranges and apples. <laughs>
0: zoom, zoom, zoom. Wait, I'm wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Did you say knocking over oranges? Yes, that that must be like a British slang term for like I don't know, running through buildings or something. That's that's no. cool. The majority of action films, maybe they're the ones from the eight
1: driving and zooming through the streets. They're knocking over apple carts. There's always got to be oranges and fruit rolling into the road, and that's an action sequence. And then guns going bang bang. It just, I mean, where's the dialogue? Where's the deep thought? Um, however, mm-hmm. I must say I was very engaged with um, Top Gun Maverick. You guys got me with the kind of the anxiety, the tension and things like that. So you're kind of but reforming. You
0: know why? You know why? Because they don't have no oranges in the sky. This is what I'm so saying. We couldn't, we couldn't <laughs> run into no oranges or nothing.
1: It was authentic. There were no oranges in the sky. But what was it like? I mean, some of those scenes were so real. Obviously, they're real. But, you know, that kind of the simulation of you being in the moment and stuff like that were really, really intense. How, what was it like filming those kind of,
0: especially in the planes? It was it was tough. First of all, I'm going to say that because we were doing everything up in the sky. We didn't have a director to direct us. We didn't have playback to see how we looked. All we had was ourselves and we were turning the camera on, trying to fix our, our uh, costume and pulling G's, saying the lines. We had to make sure the light was in the right spot because if it's not, then the whole tape, the whole time you're up there, you just wasted like an hour and a half, two hours in mm-hmm. the sky. That's something you didn't want to do. It was fun, you know, uh, to be able to be in the air and do something that nobody has ever done. Like... I knew I was a part of history while making history, which was like crazy because you always want to leave an impact in in, in life. And I think, I mean, I know it's just a movie, but I'm glad that I made an impact in cinema somehow.
1: Yeah, you can't say it's not just a movie, you know, because it's entertainment. Like I said, there is you're in the moment and it is history history making. You've got a lot more representative cast as well. And It is film, but there's obviously got to be some authentication. You've got to have some facts in it to go. You can't just be flying planes and just having fun. There's a real mission. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I learned a few things like call signs and how people communicate and why people are in their certain positions. Was there anything that you learned new that surprised you or inspired you or something like that from being in that space?
0: I always have respect for, you know, any and men and women who are in the military, but to have the opportunity to live with these, these, these people for 10 months and actually experience only an ounce of what they go through on a daily basis. That was very eye opening to me because out of sight, out of mind, you know, I knew that they were doing some tough stuff, but it never affected my daily life because that's just not what I was doing. So to actually be partaking in it, it was like, oh, this is intense. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh thank you. You know, it's a different type of appreciation that I've gained for, for everybody that's doing this on a daily basis.
1: You said you were in the planes. Were you actually flying the planes? you actually flying the planes? You weren't
0: well, actually I, I, All right, I'll tell you this. So Tom created this program where we were flying different different aircrafts. So I did fly a Cessna extra 300 and L-39. The F-18, we did not fly. Those are $30 million planes now. Now, if they found out that we were flying them things, then taxpayers and everybody else would be at our necks. It yeah. could be like, Oh no, we ain't paying for y'all to go on this roller coaster ride. Yeah, so you weren't. Hold on, so wait, did you see so you, you had to learn
1: to fly a plane for a movie role?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not about to just get inside of
1: something and not know how to use it. But I thought they would be like, No, our precious cargo will have a simulated thing. I thought <laughs> it'd be like green screen and you're just doing like that in the right way. Well, well, you, know,
0: you, you just said something that made me realize how Tom Cruise views me. I'm not Precious Cargo, and I need to talk to him about that because he put me in the back of that aircraft like, Tom Cruise didn't value me as Precious Cargo. And I'm gonna have to have a word with him about that because let me tell you something. My mama think I'm better better, value sometimes, sometimes. She's ready ready to throw me away (laughs) sometimes. No, but but I, I enjoyed the experience. And Tom is the person where where like he wants you to be hands-on with stuff. And in the first Top Gun, they tried to do the F-18 flights, but they didn't have the training. Right. So when they went up there, all of the pilots were sick and they couldn't use any of the footage. I think there's like one shot of Tom in the F-18, but they couldn't use any of it because they didn't have the intense program that Tom set up for. Us. So I'm glad that we were able to get in those aircrafts and learn how it works so that we can actually... I mean, I think... So we shot a part of the film before we got in the F-18. Sure.
1: And
0: I thought it was decent. And then we got an F-18 and then we had a different type of uh, energy about us. We walking with a different type of swag. I mean, I felt like, I, you know, I was that dude. I was like, yeah, what yeah, up? Yeah. And then we shot it again. And then you can see the difference from how we uh, spoke and walked and moved in the beginning and then how we did it after. So I'm glad we had that experience to learn how, have that knowledge, feeling in our body.
1: I can understand how it gets you into character and, mm. um prepared for the role I'm just really surprised because I just thought that there was an element of protection hey, and I don't mean it like
0: someone says precious cargo nah <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I mean, we need to have a word call him call him back out there hello yeah hello can we Tom. get Tom can we get Tom down here now um but also working in the presence of someone like Tom Cruise and obviously the rest of your cast but Tom is the legend um in the room actually and Val Kilmer you had some other guys Hold on, well. one
0: sec one second it, it get a little, I was freezing a there we oh, go. I, can we talk to the people? You're
1: playing. <laughs> can
0: we speak no, I, I was serious. It, it froze. I want to talk to the hotel too. This this hotel is too expensive for the Wi-Fi. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm, yeah. we've, man, we've, my we've man, got, too much money for this.
1: We've got a litany of complaints this morning. <laughs> you know? uh, well, what I was saying was that um Tom obviously being a legend, Val Kilman, a lot of the other cast legends in the game, what was it like being on set, working with these people? And as a you're not a new actor, but you're a young up and coming. What oh, up and coming is that? That's not up and coming. You've done a few jobs, you've had a bit of work
0: before. I've had, I got my toe wet in the water, you know, before uh, signing up the Top Gun. But yeah. this was like my first real experience of having like months, days on set and uh, working with people like Tom and Belle and uh, Jennifer Connelly, John Hamm, Bashir Charles, and all of these other, all the rest of the pilots. It's been incredible because I've learned so much from them. Like just watching how they operate, and I, I made great. I mean, these are my family members now, so you know they would let me sit in on conversations, and they would you know uh, talk me through like making you know business career decisions and stuff. And then watching Tom Thomas become my mentor, my friend, and I'm uh, lucky enough to say that um, and he's taking me under his wing, and 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 you know showed me how to conduct myself he set the bar really high on what it's like to to you know be in this industry and i like i said i'm blessed to be starting off in this industry and having him set the example for me because it could have been anybody else and it could have been bad and i could have been following that example but i think he's he's the perfect person i mean the greatest movie star in the world to to uh follow after
1: what were one of the maybe lasting pieces of advice or nuggets of um, information that he gave you that you will carry on in your career as you go forward
0: i will give you a quick spitfire because that is so hard to quantify one like just to say one uh i would say one first thing would be um selecting roles don't pick it for the money pick it because the film is good and then you make the role better uh Mm -hmm. two would be your fans they're here for you so give them you know you're generous you know you, that's that this is why you why you do it three being a better storyteller uh being able to understand what resonates with the audience and and what doesn't uh, four he likes to know how everything works so you don't have to do everybody's job, but just have some type of understanding because that'll make you a better performer as well. Uh, what am I at five? I, I don't know, I'm losing track.
1: That, that, that's the fact about the roles, the work that I do with the British Blacklist is definitely starting to showcase the people from behind the scenes. And speaking to creatives who are in this space, like especially if they're the filmmakers, directors, they said they valued being behind the scenes, coming up as a runner and maybe understanding different roles because it informs them as creatives. So I think that's so important that you mm-hmm. do get an understanding what other roles are because even just on the very basic, if you ever have a diva moment, like, why is this not ready? But you also know like the machinations of what makes this thing work and we're all in yeah. it together and you can't necessarily stomp your feet when- yeah, that,
0: that is so true. When you understand exactly what's going on behind the scenes, you don't, you won't have that diva moment. You yeah. know, so when like your hair and makeup is, is taking all day with doing your stuff, you won't sit there and be mad at her and, you know, be upset because she puts your lipstick on the wrong way or she's sitting in a room right now, that's right. You do have that understanding of like, nah, this is a process, it's not about me. You know, everybody's doing their job to the best of their ability. And I think a lot of people need to understand that they need to step back and like, hey, go do this job and understand exactly how everything operates and then maybe you won't sit there and be like, where's this, where's that?
1: Yeah, it's exactly that. So let's go back to, you see, I'm behind on Grey's Anatomy so I haven't got to you yet so no, no. so don't spoil mm. anything however I'm so many seasons behind it's just stressful and I'm a fan oh, God dang. no no seriously it's just like you know what it is life time there needs life. to be like four extra days in the week however are you now a qualified doctor
0: <laughs> in- am <laughs> I qualified I'll tell you what I'll tell you what I am good for putting on band-aids <laughs> and, and maybe, maybe doing a, a little peroxide, a little dabbing. But let me tell you something. My, my So I can't say this joke anymore, but my sister, she went to nursing school and I became a doctor before she graduated from nursing school. And I used to tell her that all the time. Like, how you let me become a doctor and you've been in nursing school for how many years? Right. And now she graduated like last week. So now I'm saying she working under Jordan right?
1: Congratulations, sister. But it's like, so um, the same question applies. Do you now think you could be in the Navy and be a viable uh, soldier, not a soldier, a Navy man? A pilot?
0: Uh, Yeah. Uh, You know, I could do it because I can do anything. But do I want to? I think I'll stick to the glitz and glamours. (laughs) I think I'll stick to acting. It's it's tough. I'm not going to lie. It is really, really tough. And I mean, it's cool. It's badass. I mean, flying in those jets. Would I be? I would I want to get back in the F 18, but um, to do that every day, I, you know, I'm gonna leave it to the men and women who are great at it.
1: I hear you, I hear you. Oh, I'm saying that I was thinking just my daughter is also um, a pediatric nurse, and she one a few times she's like, Oh god, we had another patient with gray's anatomy degrees, and so <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know what, look, wait, were they were they were they uh actors in the show? no okay well if I came and I, I came and I was like okay this is what's going on she can't tell me nothing because I was an actual doctor on the show she can't say oh lord they got another great anatomy degree no you would have met Dr. Jordan. Right? I mean I'm sure she'd still argue
1: with you but yeah you have a little bit more right for being on set but tell <laughs> me how how did you get into acting anyway why did you say you know what I'm not going to be a doctor I'm gonna be an actor well I mean it's
0: something I've always wanted to do I've always wanted to be an actor I love to entertain people and um I'm a big person about following your dreams. And uh, I used to be a teacher, first grade teacher. Oh, wow. And I, I, I taught, I told my students, I was like, while I was teaching, I was like, yo, follow your dreams. And then I realized I'm preaching something, but I'm, you know, not, not doing it. And I love to set examples by action. So um one day I was like, hey. Mr. Davis is going to follow his dreams and I'm going to try and be an actor and I'm, I'm going to let y'all know how it goes and I'm sure that it's possible. And I, I left one day and what, four, five years later, I am sitting here talking to you.
1: What was the conversation with your family like? Like I'm leaving the teaching profession to go and embark on something that's potentially risky.
0: They didn't, they didn't understand it. And I completely understand. Like, I'm not afraid to tell people my dreams. If my mind is set on something, then it's going to be set on something nobody's going to talk me out of. And I tell people, if you tell somebody your dreams, and they give you like uh you sure? And then you change it, then that wasn't for you because you let somebody you you let somebody else change your 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 mindset for you. So when I told them, obviously they didn't understand it because it's not for them. Initially it hurt, I was like, man, just believe in it, but then I understood, like, y'all don't know what this industry is like, y'all don't know nothing, you know, it's not your dream. But eventually they saw the vision. I mean, they've always supported me. Not like they didn't support me, it was just like, you sure. They eventually saw the vision, and they knew that they started. I really wanted it, and they were like behind one hundred percent. And we all were able to celebrate at the San Diego premiere of like we finally did it. We have a long way to go, though. But you know,
1: you're in a good position. What was the project that made you say like, "Oh my God, this is the one that makes me realize I've made the right decision"? What was your first? What was that first project that really validated your choice?
0: Ah, uh, this sounds very like you know, cliche or whatever, but every project, every victory is a big one. You know what I mean? Like, you know, to go from struggling, go from being broken in debt to booking my first job, it was like, ah, I knew I can do it. And that just gives you a little bit of motivation to be like, oh yes. All right. Where's the next one? Then you do it and do it. Then it just, you know, snowballs. And then I'm at Top Gun and then standing on a red carpet, signing autographs, taking pictures, doing interviews. It just all snowballs. And you just like, this is a dream. Look, now I won't get all sentimental because I can sit and talk about this and pull my heart out. Oh, oh, god, okay. But this is cool. We're talking to you right now about something that I love, and not you know sitting behind the desk doing something that I really don't want to do. It's so true. Where Where are you from? In which state? Uh, New Orleans. You say state. I say New Orleans. Is that? I'm trying to be get the the words right. It's, it's not a state. You... No, no, it is a state. But see, see, this is the thing. Let me educate you. Okay, okay. All right. Look. So, so. Louisiana is the state. Yes. New Orleans is the city, but New Orleans is its own like country, basically, because we're so different from everybody else. We like have this rich culture. You need to visit New Orleans one day. Hold on, you're making an assumption, young man, that I oh, I'm so sorry. Did I I make?
1: I went to Essence Fest. Um, (laughs) maybe two years before lockdown. It must be something like that. 2018, maybe was that right? Yeah. I went to Essence Fest.
0: How did you like it?
1: It was freaking amazing. It was phenomenal. But we didn't get a it because my friend basically, shout out, love Yaya, she um, sells like accessories. and We had a stall inside Essence Fest. So we literally came to work. But then we also had like one or two days running. I mean, I definitely had to go and get beignets. I had to do Café du Monde and mm-hmm. I love pepper. So I went to, there was a store on the strip that had the most amount of pepper and I was in heaven tasting all the peppers. <laughs> but uh, We wanted to do like more, do a bit of tourism and really get, you know, into the whole aesthetic of the land and stuff. We didn't get a chance to do
0: that. But we you gonna make another trip out
1: there? 100%. Okay. But you kind of already said, I was gonna say, what is a new, what's a new, what makes you like stand out as a New Orleanian?
0: Our our culture is so heavy. We have like this thick, not just accent, we have this thick rich culture that's so different from everywhere else. And like, if you go around the States, like oh yeah, he has to be or she has to be from New Orleans. It's just something that we have in us. Right? I don't know. It's cool.
1: It's a special flavor.
0: It's, it's a special. We we you know we taste a little bit good. We got some special season. seasoning and like cayenne pepper, tapasco
1: sauce. Uh, the, the cayenne pepper is what I I dug a lot. Listen, you said you mentioned accents. Let's circle back to what you did at the beginning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what I did. What I did.
1: You attempted to sound British. Let's I, go. I, Okay. Introduce yourself again with a British accent and I'm gonna mark you out, Tim.
0: Okay, let's see. Okay. Um, Hello there. Uh, My name is Greg Tarzan Davis and I'm from New Orleans. Uh, I play Coyote in Top Gun Maverick and uh, it hits cinemas in May 27th, (laughs) 25th of, or depending on where you are. You can stop, you can stop. (laughs) (laughs) ah bloody hell i I have this thing like when i hear somebody say hey don't tell me you don't do this either Or i'm the only one please don't leave me out of the drive when you hear somebody speak with an accent it's kind of like you just automatically like
1: no listen i said i said store we we say shops in the uk i said store because i'm speaking to an american so i exactly but but what okay give me something to say in within a real New Orleans phrase. I'm gonna see if new, I
0: can... Orleans, new Orleans phrase. I right, this this is what I want you to say. You ready? I want you to say, man, was down with you? You hear me? Let's do it one more time.
1: <laughs> man was down with you, you hear me. Man was saying with you, you hear me. <laughs> Did I do it good? That was, that was pretty decent. That was pretty decent. Lord. Hey. Hey. So, what you had done wrong was <laughs> with everything. That. Go ahead, finish. It wasn't bad. You had you had bits. You had bits of the British accent, but it's hard to explain because you guys kind of veer between South African, Australian, and British, and it's kind of weird. I'm global, we do baby. have similar inflections in our, those accents. We do have some similar inflections, so you guys pull all that out. You're not bad. You just need to watch a few more Bridgerton's and Top Boys and figure out. <laughs> do you watch? Do you watch any of the British shows? Like, do you watch oh, any of the shows? I watch Luther. Okay. Okay. I love Luther. So study Idris for a second and then just, you know, you get... You know, you know what,
0: bruv? I actually do. I, I You know... Okay, wait, wait, can you stop taking a piss? <laughs> okay. A piss? Okay? I'm from okay. Kolden, And we don't do that. Yeah. That's really bad. That's
1: no, that, that, no, no, it's not bad, actually. It's not bad. You've just got a little ways to go. They're telling us we've got five minutes. I could tease you all day. So what, what I won't do is that. Um. So they've got some quick quickfire getting to know you questions is about four okay, let's go let's go okay, okay. So give me a book that you have to have in your collection at all times uh,
0: how to win friends and influence people yeah
1: how to win friends and influence people cool give me a song or an album or a genre of music that defines the soundtrack of your life to date uh drake okay cool and give me a tv show or a film that whenever it's on you can just watch it repeatedly you know all the words and it doesn't matter when it's on you'll watch it
0: Ooh. Ooh, I got a few of them. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Hitch, with Will Smith.
1: Oh, cute. Okay, and give me like your first kind of stage performance that you saw, that could be a concert or a play that just had a big impact on you. Doesn't necessarily have to be the first one, but the first one that really kind of stuck you in your chest.
0: Um, I would go with a play that I saw with my grandmother in New Orleans. Do you remember the name? Uh, It was, ah, dang, I guess it didn't have that much of an impact. <laughs> um um it was something uh uh at anthony beans theater i know that i can't remember the name it was something i forgot what that no, problem. no
1: problem that's fine and okay give me okay what's made you sad mad and glad this
0: week sad or... mad and glad this week uh oh god dang it okay oh mad that somebody cut off an interview earlier uh and you froze on that moment i, I, I got mad at that too yeah, I'm mad
1: there. at the internet. We are very mad at the internet in this hotel. Um, <laughs> and I got mad that,
0: that an interviewer was cut off before, and I wanted to finish talking to the person. I was wait sad. Was I don't know. I don't think I get sad.
1: That's cool. That's fine. You don't have to get sad. What's oh made you God. glad?
0: What made me glad? This, man, I'm on a. I'm on a. Man, I'm on. I'm living a dream. I'm like, come on, man. I can't. Yes, this this whole experience right here. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad speaking to you. Thank you, that's it. Can you just remind, uh, just please do it in a British accent so I can continue to tease
0: you. Where can we catch um, Top Gun? Well, good day chaps. You all can watch Top Gun Maverick in cinemas at the end of May, May 25th in England. (laughs) (laughs) May 25th in UK. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm, not
1: I'm not laughing at you i'm laughing with you in spirit and support and i have faith that one day your british accent is going to be so perfect listen back to this and laugh
0: <laughs> next time we're going to speak again i'm, I'm gonna be full-on brit that's yeah. what i'm
1: gonna
0: yes yeah. you will be i have faith yeah. please please watch
1: do some more just watch some more shows i will
0: i will now I just, you've encouraged yeah. me
1: Honestly, Greg, thank you. It was really great speaking to you. Um, um, I really appreciate it. And you did a really good job. Looking forward to seeing in bigger, better, bigger, more, hold on, is there gonna be a part two, do you think? Well, this is part two. Well, if the new, like, you know, sequels then more. Do you you reckon we do a part three? (laughs) Why, why do you want me to tease you?
0: (laughs) you, No, there may not be a part three. Who knows? Who knows? Let's see what this box office does. And then Do you that. you know how that goes. They like, oh, we made money, we about to double down. You know, we about to pay Tarzan extra money to come back and you know play coyote and I'm gonna be like, you gotta triple it. A. Tarzan, where's that from? What why is Tarzan? Because okay, so that was I used to have long hair and I was a wild child. I don't like to say bad, other people will say bad, whatever. And uh they used to call me Tarzan growing up and um when I started, when I got into social media, I was like, Greg, boring as hell. Nobody gonna remember that. So I was like, I'm about to just go with Tarzan, and it stuck. And I went to this Halloween party with, like, you know, the Taiwan. Thank like, yeah, you know, and I did it, and everybody loved it. And I was like, I'm sticking with that.
1: Okay, Mr. Tarzan. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> well,
0: thank you for your time. Have a good day.